to the War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, uh, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, today we're going to play an episode of The Aldrich Family. The Aldrich Family uh, was a surprisingly popular program. It began actually out of a 1930s uh, Broadway musical. Uh, with the character of Henry Aldrich, who was uh, uh, basically a very minor character, but uh, caught attention, uh, became a skit on the Rudy Valley show, and uh, then uh, also became a sketch on the Kate Smith Hour, and finally got its own show beginning in 1939, and continuing on radio till 1952. And also there were 11 films made uh, from 1939 to 1944, starring Jackie Cooper as the on-screen Henry Aldrich for the first two films, with Jimmy Lydon taking over for the next nine. Ezra Stone is the primary actor associated with the voice of uh, Henry Aldrich over radio. However, by the time this episode aired in April of uh, 1943, he'd already uh, gone off to the war. And it's Dickie Jones we hear as Henry Aldrich in today's episode, a reminder of how war was uh, even close to uh, Hollywood. Henry Aldrich was a... I wouldn't say typical American teenager, but a somewhat um, more accident-prone uh, teenager. And today's episode leaves no doubt that even in the midst of war and the selling of war bonds, hijinks can still ensue. So here from April 1st, 1943, is selling war bonds in the snow. Present Henry Henry Aldrich coming, mother. Postum presents the Aldrich family, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Entertainment for all the family, brought to you by Postum, a tempting, wholesome drink for all the family. Postum. Notice, friends, how a mother can sing as simple a melody as that to a baby, and very often, even before she's finished the song, that baby is sunk in sweet, sound slumber. But as we grow older, many of us lose the ability to slip off to sleep quickly. And isn't that particularly true about some of you who drink coffee? For coffee does keep many people awake, even though others can drink it without ill effect. If you happen to be one of the wakeful ones, it might be sensible to switch to Postum, which contains no caffeine or other stimulant. Nothing at all that can possibly rob you of sleep. Postum has a grand flavor, you know. Rich, full-bodied. The kind of drink that makes you fairly expand with satisfaction. So if you think coffee disturbs your sleep, start now to make Postum your regular mealtime drink instead of coffee. Give it a fair trial. And then see if you're not pleased as punch that you switched. First, because you're sleeping so much better. 
And second, because Postum is such a really swell drink. A boy is a boy, and that's all there is to it. He gets into difficulties somehow, and he gets out of them somehow, like Henry Aldrich. But what happens in between is usually unforgettable. The scene opens at the Aldrich dinner table. Will you have another piece of cherry pie, Sam? No, thank you, Alice. Sam, are you upset about something? Oh, I, Alice? No, what makes you think I'm upset? Well, dear, you've hardly spoken during this entire dinner. Well, frankly, I don't for the life of me see why you had to invite Homer over here for dinner and to spend the night. Sam, I had to. His mother and father have gone over to Abbott City. And besides, one more person certainly isn't going to make any great difference. But, Alice, do you realize it's 20 minutes after 8 and we're finishing dinner and Henry and Homer haven't even shown up yet? Yes, dear, and I'm going to speak to both of them. Although the only thing I feel bad about is these potato pancakes. And that's another thing, Alice. How did we happen to have potato pancakes? Well, I was going to have cream cauliflower, but Homer says he doesn't eat it. That's still no excuse for, for potato pancakes. Sam, they're one of Homer's favorite dishes. That's also why I went to the trouble of making a cherry pie. Homer loves cherries. Then I say the least he could have done was to have been here in time to eat them. Just where are the boys? Can't we phone them someplace? Well, I don't know where they are. They left here right after school and went out to sell war bonds. They're selling war bonds? Yes, dear. They've both been made Minutemen? Minutemen? Well, they're an hour and a quarter late. <laughs> Alice, how do you know something hasn't happened to them? Now, Sam, just be sensible. They certainly aren't very far away. Oh, that may be Henry right now. He wants you to come and get him someplace. You tell Henry that wherever he is, he's to start for home at once. Yes, dear. Hello? Yes, Mrs. Kendall, this is Mrs. Aldrich. Oh, really? Really, this afternoon? You don't say so. Well, Mrs. Kendall, I'll tell him. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Alice, did you tell him his dinner's getting cold? Uh, Sam, that was Mrs. Kendall, and she's terribly upset. Yes? What's the trouble? Well, she just discovered Henry made out a war bond pledge for her to sign, and she thought it was for $100, and it was for 1000 Yes? And he also left one of his fur-lined gloves there. At the Kendall's? Alice, the Kendall's live at least a mile and a half out of town. Yes, dear, on the North Road. But a mile and a half isn't so far. I know, but it started to snow. It's snowing hard. And I say they ought to be here. Did you get your folks, Henry? No, Homer. Gee, was the line still busy? Boy. Every time I call him, it seems to be busy. Boys, we just had a phone call for you. You did, Mrs. Cooper, for my father? From your father? No, for Mrs. Snyder. She lives about a mile on up the road. Mrs. Snyder? Yes, she called to ask whether you know you left one of your overshoes at her house. We did. Oh, boy, look, it's mine. Now, listen, Homer, you're getting more darn careless. Well, I can remember everything, Henry. I have to carry all our pencils and all our bond information, don't I? Say, aren't you boys sort of hungry? Hungry? I've got some nice corned beef and cabbage out in the kitchen I could warm up for you. Oh, no, Henry's mother has a swell dinner waiting for us. She fixed some potato pancakes and a cherry pie, just because I like them. Potato pancakes and cherry pie? Sure. As a matter of fact, I like any kind of cherries, just so long as they're canned. Well, you're easy to please, aren't you? Uh, Jane. Yes, Will, I'll be right there. Henry, don't you think you ought to try phoning your folks again? Well, I'll try, Homer. But my folks know we're out selling bonds, and if they aren't worried, why should we get upset? <laughs> 
Richard, Alice, if that's the boys, I want to speak to them. Hello? Yes, this is Samuel Aldrich. Who is it, Sam? It's long distance. Oh, my goodness. Hello? Sam, who is it? Hello? Alice, it's Homer's mother. Oh, my goodness, from way over in Abbott City? Yes, Elizabeth, Homer's fine. No, he's no trouble at all. Mrs. Aldrich made some potato pancakes for him tonight, and... and you want to speak to them? Well, Elizabeth, right this minute, he's, uh... Um, he and Henry stepped out for a few minutes, but there's nothing to worry about, I don't think. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth, we'll see that he wears his overshoes. Yes, goodbye. Sam, do you realize it's going on nine o'clock? Well, what if it is? But don't you realize it's snowing out and Henry has only one glove? I know it, Alice, but you told me not to worry. Dear, if Elizabeth Brown was worried enough to call all the way from Abbott City, it seems to me the least you can do is worry a little... Sam, let me answer it. I'll see who it is. Hello? Yes, this is Mrs. Aldrich. Yes, Mr. Edmonds. My goodness, two hours ago? His earmuffs? Well, thank you so much. Goodbye. Where is he? Henry left his earmuffs at the Edmonds out on the North Road nearly two hours ago. At the Edmonds? That means they're getting farther and farther away from home. And Sam, just listen to that wind howl out there. Well, I know what I'm going to do. Sam, where are you going? Get my hat and coat. You mean you're going to look for them? But, Sam, do you think you can drive the car through this snowstorm? Now, don't worry about me, Alice. It's the boys you've got to think about. Those boys comfortable in the other room, Jane? Yes, Will. And, Will, don't say anything, but I'm going to surprise them. Yes? I'm going to fix them some potato pancakes and open a can of cherries. Yeah. Was that all? Well, one of them says it's all he ever eats. Yes? Mr. Cooper? Yes, sir, I'll be right there. Uh, Mr. Cooper, are you sure your phone works all right? I don't know why it shouldn't. Uh, you boys wouldn't like to stay overnight, would you? Oh, no, no thanks. If we don't get home before long, my, my folks might begin to wonder where we are. Sorry we couldn't buy a bond from you boys. If we only had some way to get our cow into town and sell her, I'd be able to buy one. You would, Mr. Cooper? Yeah, but my truck's broken down. Well, Henry, why couldn't we help him get his cow into town? Sure, we could walk her in for you. Well, if you want to come out and get her someday, she's right out there in the barn. And you'll buy a war bond? We'll turn every cent we can get for her into bonds. Will, where's the can opener? Uh, just a minute, Jane. I'll be right there. Boy, Henry, I'll bet if we could sell that cow, we'd get $50 for her. 50 Homer. 50 are you crazy? Is that too much for a good cow? Too much, Homer. Gee whiz, I heard of a cow once selling for a thousand dollars. A thousand? Or maybe it was two or three thousand. Just an ordinary cow? What do you mean, ordinary? She gave something like five tons of butter a year. Does that sound very ordinary? Five tons of butter? Sure. Are you sure it was butter? Homer, the point is we can sell Mr. Cooper a bond. Oh. Well, listen, Henry, is that the wind I hear outside? Boy. We ought to be getting started for home. What do you say we take a look out the front door? Put your things on first, Homer. I'm putting them on. I'm putting them on. Come on, let's take a look out here. Oh, boy. Henry, do you think we ought to go home tonight? We've got to. Don't you realize we're going to sell more bonds tomorrow, and we've got to get an early start? Well, that's true. Well, let's get started. Oh, Mrs. Cooper. Mrs. Cooper! that door open like that. Close it and come on. Okay. Now, don't push me, Homer. I'm not pushing you. I'm just hanging on to it. Listen, Homer, I've got an idea. Boy, if we can do it.
Mrs. Edmonds. Good evening, Mr. Aldrich. What are you doing way out here? Come on in out of the snow. Thank you. Thank you. I understand Henry and a friend of his were out here, and I thought you might give me some information as to which way they went. Well, as I recall it, they were here about six o'clock. Mr. Edmonds bought a bond from them. Oh, and incidentally, here are Henry's earmuffs. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. But I have no idea as to which direction they went from here, Mr. Aldrich. No. Do you mind if I use your phone, Mrs. Edmonds? Oh, no, help yourself. It's right here. Hello? Number, please. Elm 303. Elm 303? Please. You mean your boy's lost? Oh, uh, no. No, Henry isn't lost, but it's getting on toward 10 o'clock, and naturally we're feeling more comfortable. Hello? If... Hello, is this you, Alice? Yes, dear. Where are you? I'm out at the Edmonds. Well, my goodness, Sam, they announced on the radio that the storm was getting worse and the cars were getting stuck. And I phoned for a tow truck to go out and find you. Alice, why did you do that? Because I hadn't heard from you, Sam. Did you find the boy? Uh, no, Alice, I thought that maybe by this time you'd have some word from them. Well, I've had one phone call, Sam, from the Joneses. The Joneses? They live out on the North Road. And Mr. Jones says Henry and Homer had been there, and that after they left, he found an automatic pencil with your name on it. My pencil? Yes, dear. Well, that's a fine thing. Alice, I'm going to have a talk with Henry. Now, dear, let's not worry about a pencil at a time like this. Let's find the boys. All right. Goodbye, dear. Goodbye. Mrs. Edmonds. Yes, Mr. Aldrich. Which direction do the Joneses live from here? Well, you want to go on out this road about two more miles. Two miles? Yes. Are the boys out there? No, but they've been out that way. Mr. Aldrich, I've just been talking with Mr. Edmonds, and he's going to take his car and work in the other direction. You sure it won't be too much trouble? No, not at all. He went to bed a little early tonight, but just as soon as he gets his clothes on, he'll be starting. Oh, thanks. (sighs) Some night out. Mr. Aldrich, don't you want me to get you a paper bag to put those earmuffs in? No, thank you. I'll put them right on. Boy, is this some night, Homer? Keep your head down, Henry, and sort of walk backwards. What do you think I'm doing? Boy! Henry, look ahead. There's a truck or something. Where? Right down the road. It's just standing there. Oh, boy! Come on! I'm coming. There's only so fast I can go, though, Henry. Gee whiz, I'm not Hercules. Look, Homer, it's a tow truck. Hey, mister! Mister! Who's that? It's us! Can you give us a lift, please? Okay, if I can get out of this drift here. Well, gee whiz, are you going all the way into Centerville? Yep. Just as soon as I find a car I'm out looking for, hop on the back. Well, look, uh, do you have room for a cow on your truck? What's that? We've got this cow, see? We're taking her into town for a guy, and we're going to surprise him. Your what? Sure, he wants to buy a bond. Say, ain't she cold? Oh, gee, no. We got two blankets tied around her. <laughs> How are you coming? Shall I tell the boys to come into their supper? Not for another minute, Will. I want to get these potato pancakes a little bit browner. I knew all the time we'd find a can of cherries down the cellar. Just a case of our keeping on, we located them. <laughs> Didn't I hear Bess mooing when we came up from the cellar? What if you did? She's all right. She couldn't warm out there in the barn. Of course she is. She likes the cold. All right, Will. You better call them. Uh, boys, Mrs. Cooper has a little surprise for you. Boys. Tell them to hurry right up, Will. Uh, boys. Oh, boy!
best. Come on. Come with Henry. You know, Henry, she isn't a bad cow, is she? No, she isn't. And I think she likes walking better than she did riding on that truck. Boy, that wasn't a lot of work. We just nicely got her on the darn thing, and he runs right into another drift. That driver was a nice guy, though. It was very decent of him to promise to buy a bond from us. Well, wait a second, Henry. Wait a second. What's the matter? Have... Have we gotten off the road a little? Oh, boy, where'd this snowdrift come from? Now, wait, Homer. Get around on the other side of her and we'll try to back her out. Well, wait a second, Henry. Wait a second. I think she's getting cold around the ears. Well, what are you going to do? Tie my muffler around her head. What do you think? Well, gee whiz, that's a good idea. Then she'll be really comfortable. Yes, this is Mrs. Aldrich's residence. Why, no, Mr. Kilmer, I haven't heard a word from Sam. Yes, Mr. Kilmer, they went right out on the north road. Well, if you don't mind taking your car out on a night like this, I'd certainly appreciate it. Gee, Homer, it's nice and warm in here. Yeah, boy. Imagine finding a roadside stand open this time of night. Boy, I wish we had a little money with us. I'll say. Something smells good, doesn't it? Homer, are you sure you tied Bess real tight? Sure, I tied her with a special slip knot I learned from a guy. She ought to be very comfortable where we left her. There isn't any wind there or anything. Something I can do for you, boy? Oh, why, no, ma'am. We just... uh, We couldn't have a sort of a drink of water, could we? A drink of water? Yeah, we've been out in that darn storm, and, and are we thirsty? Which way are you driving? We're not driving, we're walking. Walking? Yeah, we've been selling war bonds, and, and I guess we got a little further out than we thought we had. You've been selling bonds? Yeah. Had any dinner? Uh, no, ma'am. That's why we'd sort of appreciate a glass of water, if it wouldn't be too much trouble. Well, you certainly ought to have something to eat. I'll be glad to fix you up. Free of charge, free of charge. You want a hamburger and some soup? A hamburger? The only thing is... You don't have any potato pancakes, do you? Potato pancakes? And canned cherries. I sort of had my mind made up for those all day. Potato pancakes? And do you have any hay? Any hay? Sure, for best. She's outside. Henry, she wouldn't want some corn, too, would she? No, Homer. It might upset her. Well, I can get you the potato cakes and the cherries, but I can't get you the rest. Well, that's all right. I think Bess had a little supper before we left anyhow. Say, boys, have either of you got a shotgun? What's that? A shotgun? Yeah, yeah, there's a moose outside here. Gee whiz, a moose! Yeah, the daylight's out of me. First it made a noise like a cow, and then as it swung around the building here and headed out toward the road, I saw it was a big, shaggy moose. Homer, come on! Listen, Henry, I'm not going to chase any moose. Where'd it go, mister? Where'd it go? He headed right up the road there. Homer, aren't you coming? That's best! Come on! I don't know. It begins to look as if Homer Brown would never get those potato pancakes, doesn't it? On the other hand, by the time he and Henry plow through another mile or two of cold and snow, they may be lots more interested in something good and hot to drink. And that could very well be Postum. For Postum is certainly a good drink, and served piping hot in the cup with cream or top milk added to taste, Postum has a look that says, Drink Me in capital letters. And as for taste... 
It's my opinion there isn't a mealtime drink made that can beat that tantalizing goodness, that lusty, robust postum flavor, a flavor that's really distinctive, really unusual. Now, that means you mustn't expect when you try it that postum is going to taste like coffee any more than you'd expect coffee to taste like tea. Remember, postum has its own special goodness. And like as not, when you've once discovered how very good that is, you and Postum will be mealtime partners the rest of your days. So tomorrow, get Postum at your grocer's. And tomorrow night, get set to enjoy one of America's great mealtime drinks, Postum. Now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Henry and his friend Homer, outselling war bonds, have been unable to get back home in time for dinner because of a heavy blizzard. The scene opens on a road some distance outside Centerville. The time is very late at night. Aren't you Mr. Aldrich from Centerville? I am. Well, guess you're the fellow I was sent out to tow in. Oh, yeah? How'd you get your car sideways across the road like this? Well, I've been out looking for my son and a friend of his, and... I was driving along, and I know you won't believe me, but coming right up the road toward me, I saw a bear. What's that? A big black bear. He was walking on all fours, and I jammed on the brakes and swerved around like this. Well, Mr. Aldridge, there aren't any bears in this part of the country. That's what I thought, but I saw it with my own eyes. What's that, another car trying to get by? Hey, what's the trouble there? There's a fellow here says he was just attacked by a bear. What's that? Look, while you're hooking on, I'll go into this roadside stand here and phone my wife. Something I can do for you? Uh, good evening. Uh, you have a telephone here? Sure, right over there by that jukebox. Well, by the way, you couldn't be fixing something up for me that's hot, could you? Well, I've got a special on tonight. Potato pancakes. Potato pancakes? No, thanks. I'll just telephone. Come on in the house. I'm coming. Boy, am I cold. Mother will fix us up with something right away. Mother! Mrs. Aldrich. Mother! Father! She was... Do you suppose they've gone out? Come on, Henry. Let's see what's out in the kitchen. You know, I think Bess is going to be very comfortable where we left her. I don't know why she shouldn't be. Look, Homer, look in the icebox. Your favorite food. What is it, Henry? What is it? Potato pancakes. And boy, do I like them cold. And look, Homer, there's half a cherry pie there. Oh, boy, we'll split it, Henry. Here, put it on here over on the kitchen table. Okay. Oh, boy, what a dinner. Oh, boy. Now, listen, Homer, when you cut that pie, at least use a knife. It breaks all right, Henry. It breaks very nicely. <laughs> Hand me a potato pancake. Don't bother me, Homer. I, I just found something. What? A note here. It's for my father. It says, Sam, Harriet called and thinks they might have gone to the movies. Have gone down to the movies to look. Who wrote it? My mother. Who do you think? Boy, I wonder if it's a good picture she's seen. Aren't you going to eat anything, Henry? Here, Homer, use a fork. Remember, you're a guest. I don't need a fork. I'll just roll them up and slip them in. Answer the phone, will you, while I catch up with you. Okay. Homer, won't you please hurry? I'm going to answer it, Henry. I've got to get my mouth emptied first, though. Hello? Who? Well, this is Homer Brown. Oh, gee whiz, is that you, Mother? Sure, this is Homer. Well, I haven't been any place. 
Oh, we got a cow, see? A cow! We're gonna turn it into war bonds. No, Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich aren't here. They've gone to the movies. Sure. And in a few minutes, I'm going to bed. Yes, Alice. My goodness, dear, where have you been? Where have I been? Where have I been? Where are the boys? Haven't you found them? No, Alice. All I found were these earmuffs, this overshoe, and my pencil. Where were you when I was trying to phone you? Sam, didn't you get my note? What note? Oh, of course you didn't, dear. How could you? I've been down to the movies. You went to the movies? Yes, dear, and I just called Harriet and gave her a piece of my mind. What about? She gets the silliest ideas, Sam. First she called me and said she thought she'd seen the boys going to the movies earlier in the evening. And now what do you think she says? What? She says there's a story going around that somebody saw a bear out on the edge of town. What's wrong with that? What? I saw a bear myself. Now, Sam. I did, Alice. That's how I got stuck. Has something gone wrong with the car? No, it's all right now. I've got it out in front. And what I want to know is where I'm going to look for the boys next. Alice. Do you hear what I just heard? No, dear. What was it? Well, I'm not sure, but it sounded like a cow. Now, Sam, first you see a bear, and then you come home and hear cows. I don't know what it is I hear, but it's certainly something, and I'm going out to see what it is. But, Sam! Hello? What's that, Mrs. Edmonds? Mr. Edmonds is back home? He had to leave his car on a hill. Oh, isn't that a shame? Mr. Aldrich left what at your place? His scarf? Well, thank you so much for calling. Mother! Goodbye. Mother, is that you down there? Henry Aldrich, where are you? She was. I've been in bed. Did you see a good picture? Henry, what's happened to Homer? Oh, me, Mrs. Aldrich. I'm all right. I just have a little stomachache. For some reason, Mother, we weren't able to get to sleep. May I ask where you've been? Selling bombs, Mother. And it looks as though we're going to break all the records. Boy, I'll say. We sold a bond at darn near every place we went to. But, dear... Oh, but gee, look at my earmuffs. Did I leave these here before I start off today? Henry, your father found those. Father? Where is he? He's outside, dear. And when he comes in, I wouldn't bother him very much. Is something wrong with him, Mrs. Aldrich? He's tired, Homer. Very tired. And so much on edge, he even thinks he hears a cow. A cow, Mother? Yes, dear. He just stepped out to look for one. She was, Henry. Do you suppose Bess is calling us? Who? Bess, Mother, Bess. Our war bond cow. Sure, Mrs. Aldrich. We're going to surprise a farmer. Surprise a what? A farmer, Mother. We're going to sell his cow for him. Where? Where? Henry, where is the cow? Out in the garage. In the garage? Sure, we brought her all the way into town. Through this door? Yes, Mother, but we kept her good and warm. And we now have a cow out in our garage? Sure, we even gave her some oatmeal. Boy, did she lap it up. Now, dear, oatmeal. Sure, Mother, we even put some milk on it. Milk? You gave her some of our milk? Oh, no, Mrs. Aldrich. We drew some off of her and poured it on the oatmeal. Well, boys, if I were you, I'd go back upstairs before your father comes in. Right now? Right now. Will you promise to call us, Mrs. Aldrich, if he feels best wants us? Yes, dear. Come on, Homer. As a matter of fact, I'm beginning to feel the strain a little myself. Same here. At least I want to lie down. Alice! Yes, Sam? I know you'll say I'm seeing things, but there is a cow in our garage. Well, yes, dear, of course there is. What's that? The boys put her there. What boys? Henry and Homer, they're upstairs in bed. 
Why didn't you tell me? What did they bring a cow home for? Well, Sam... Of all... Now, Sam, where are you going? I'm going up and have a talk with them. Now, Sam, come back here. What for? Don't you realize those boys have been selling bonds all day? That's no excuse, Alice. Think of what I've been through tonight. But do you think of what they've been through, too? They sold a bond at every house they went to. Yes? And that cow, Sam, that upset you so. Do you realize what that cow is? What? A war bond pledge. What's that? Yes, dear. And they led her all the way back to town through this storm and everything. They hadn't even had supper. My goodness, Sam, don't you realize what that means? But, Alice, they might have given us a little consideration. Sam, they hadn't even given themselves consideration. There's only one thing that was important, and that was to sell just as many bonds as they possibly could. That's the only spirit with which we're going to win this whole war. Well... Mother! Yes, dear? Could you come take a look at Homer? At Homer? Yes, please. He's beginning to think the cherries in that pie weren't pitted. Friends, you can get Postum in two forms, Postum and Instant Postum. Instant Postum is the quick and easy way to make one cup or six. Because Instant Postum dissolves instantly in your cup by just adding boiling water. No matter which form of Postum you choose, however, you can count on enjoying a delightful and distinctive treat. For Postum is one of America's great mealtime drinks. Here you are, Mrs. Cooper. Yes, Mr. Holdridge. Here's the money the boys got when they sold your cow. Well, thank you. And now you can sign a pledge for a bond. Well, it certainly was nice of you to drive all the way out here. Won't you stay and have a little bite of lunch with us? Can we, Father? Why, fine, fine. All right, I'll go out to the kitchen and put the potato pancakes on. Potato pancakes? Now, wait. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with your favorite youngster, his family, and his pals. The Aldrich Family is written by Clifford Goldsmith. The original musical score is conducted by Jack Miller. And this is Dan Seymour saying, your host tonight is Postum, and Postum is one of America's great mealtime drinks. It's good drinking. Good night. <laughs> Welcome back. I love uh, the tie-in to the war message. And certainly it shows uh, fiction's ability to come up with situations that can make us laugh even when dealing with the real-life problems of war. Few uh, people actually uh, had to deal with, we have a cow out in the garage because there's a war going on. Uh, and this was interesting for me because um, prior to this episode, and I also heard a sketch from the Kate Smith uh, program, uh, I had the image of, uh, I'd heard uh, Henry Aldrich so successful, it had been uh, used in an episode of, uh, it was a uh, Mary Melody's uh, cartoon where the mother of Henry Fonda showed up displeased with him uh, watching a certain uh, show and saying, Henry! Uh, and uh, 
now I have an idea of you know what that came from. Uh, there are all these uh, the, when you watch some of the old Warner Brothers cartoons, there are references to programs such as Henry Aldrich and Great Gildersleeve that you just miss as a kid. But when you see it, you hear it as an adult, all those years later you go, well, now I know what they're talking about. All right, well, we'll be back with uh, another perhaps more serious program tomorrow. Uh, be sure and listen to us uh, then. That'll do it for now. If you have a story about your experiences or that of a loved one in World War II, I'd love to hear from you. I welcome all your comments at box13 at greatdetectives.net. King Curlin provides the opening theme, Heroic, KenCurlin.com. Andrew Rines edits our sound, OTRWesterns.com. I'm your host, Adam Graham. The war is offered as a service of the great detectives of old-time radio, 